There is only Christ. He is everything. He is in everything. From the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 11. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to my sub-podcast, Christ Through the Elements. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're returning, you know that each of these short episodes has three parts or three movements. The first part, I reflect upon a section of a book that I am reading, Little by Slowly. It's a wonderful book called The Universal Christ, How a Forgotten Reality Can Change Everything We See, Hope For, and Believe by one of my living spiritual heroes, Father Richard Rohr. In the second part, we reflect upon what I am reading in another book called The Elements, A Visual Exploration of Every Known Atom by Mr. Theodore Gray. And we're going element by element, atomic number by atomic number through the periodic table. And then finally, in the third part, I bring the first two parts together to reflect upon what that particular element can reveal to us about the nature and the person and the work of Christ in creation. So I'm finishing up chapter seven, which is the final chapter of the first part of Father Richard's wonderful book. And this chapter is called Going Somewhere Good. And it is about where creation is heading. And the underlying uh, framework is that it is not heading somewhere random or somewhere that is unforeseen, but rather grace and goodness, which we see as evolution and change, is leading us to the fullness of God's presence, which we call the reign or the kingdom of God. It's what Jesus called it during his uh, life here with us. And Father Richard reminds us that at the heart of Jesus's parables, specifically the ones of the reign of God, he says they are almost always about finding, discovering, being surprised, experiencing reversals of expectations, changing roles and status. None of these notions are static. They are always about something new coming into being. And he goes on to to describe this as an evolutionary worldview that Jesus is getting at in his parables. This idea of surprise and movement and change and growth. And Father Richard says also on page 96, Without an evolutionary worldview, Christianity does not really understand, much less foster growth or change, nor does it know how to respect and support where history is heading. And he points out at the heart of the Christian message, Jesus's life, Jesus the Christ, incarnate God with us, is resurrection and renewal. And we see this, Father Richard says, quote, in the universal and observable pattern of everything. Certainly this is at the heart of the cycle of the seasons, but we also see it in the cycle of the day. And we see this in Christ's life, the dying of the cross leading to the resurrection of new life, transformed, changed, life. 
The next element on the periodic table is sulfur, number 16, and it has the very easy to remember symbol of S. And I think all of us know it as a stinky element. And it's stinky regardless of what form it's in, a powder or a solid crystal. And oftentimes it is associated, that smell, with hell or damnation. And the actual historical name of sulfur, the older name, is brimstone. There you go. The smell of sulfur and fire and brimstone. It is hydrogen sulfide, specifically. That is the smell of rotten eggs. And that is also a major component of smog. That in the burning that we do of fossil fuels, we're putting off um, this hydrogen sulfide, which makes the smog that we see increasingly in larger cities around the world. Uh, did you know, though, that sulfur is one of the three basic ingredients of gunpowder? Think of sulfur and that role and what it has wrought upon history and humanity. But sulfur has a more positive use. Sulfuric acid is used in many manufacturing processes. It's a key component in moving forward various manufacturing that we do. Now, Mr. Gray in this text that I'm using doesn't elaborate on what those processes are, but he does say that they are uh, valuable and important. And also, if you're a gardener, you know that you can buy bags of sulfur in pretty potent form that is one of the uh, various things that you can mix into soil to increase and change the pH so that you can better produce uh, crops, fruits, vegetables, etc. And as a conclusion, Mr. Gray says, it smells bad. We don't want to be around sulfur, but we can actually handle it in fairly large amounts. And he ends each of the um, reflections that he writes by sort of leading into the next uh, element on the chart. And in this case, that is chlorine. And he says, you know, it's a maybe a good smell for us in small amounts, you know, pools on warm summer days like this one. But he says that it is deadly, even in very small amounts. So sulfur and the Christ. And I think for me, it is this idea of the surprise that Jesus the Christ brings the surprise that he told about in his parables. We heard in the liturgical cycle just a couple of weeks ago, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, the shocking, scandalous parable of the Good Samaritan, which we often lose sight of because, you know, Good Samaritan is a, you know, an identifier for um, one who is helpful, but it's shocking that it would be the Samaritan and not the priest or the Levite who stopped and helped the man by the side of the road. And I think sulfur kind of has that shock value to it. When we get just the smallest whiff of it, it opens us up and it, it catches our attention. And it can certainly be harmful if it's used as gunpowder, but for the most part, it is helpful and useful and surprisingly beneficial. 
beneficial, beneficial. <laughs> and I think hydro or sulfuric acid is um, something that reminds us of that. And certainly sulfur in gardening, the value and the importance of that. And I think the reign of God and the kingdom of God is kind of like that. It's shocking and it's surprising. And Jesus' own life, Christ incarnate in Jesus of Nazareth, was shocking that he would be born to a lower class and barely above poverty family of Mary and Joseph. And he would be born not in a palace, but in a stable and that his entire life would be one of challenge and surprise. And ultimately, the greatest surprise happened that he was crucified. He was executed by the state conspiring with the religious authorities of his time. That was shocking in and of itself that he would die a death like that. But that was not the last surprise because death did not get the final word, just as in sulfur gunpowder death does not get the final word but rather life when sulfur is planted in the ground it brings about new life and just as the dead crucified jesus of nazareth brought about the fullness of the presence of christ in the world through the resurrection so too does sulfur remind us of that thank you for being with me Look for the next episode, which will be chlorine. And until then, blessings and the peace of Christ be with you always.